Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? <laughs> no way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable. So thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I cannot believe I have finally gotten organized enough to get a podcast out into the world. I am overjoyed. I can't tell you how fun and exciting this has been to record these things for you, be thinking these things through in a strategic way to make sure I'm drip-dropping good bits of organization truth and obviously a big fat dose of motivation because even though we probably know the difference in an organized space and a disorganized space, sometimes it's not just the knowing, it's the getting motivated to do something about it. So that is what I'm here for today. So often my clients tell me, Paige, I might put the effort and energy in to get a space organized, but it doesn't always stay that way. Do you understand this feeling? Do you know firsthand what it feels like to put in the effort and feel like it's totally been in vain because you had turn around and things are disorganized mess again? Okay, I get that. I totally live that life sometimes too. I understand. And I'm going to tell you what's been my savior. Living an organized life on the daily is done 
not just in one great spurt of energy and you get stuff organized and then you chuck it off your list and you never have to worry about it again. No, the way that it is sustainable and the way that you are not constantly having to reinvent the wheel and start all over again is by organizing on autopilot. And that is what I want to talk to you briefly about today. And because I know that you are a busy mom on the go, I'm going to tell you that I feel like organizing on autopilot is what has saved me and kept the things that I've put in place, even if maybe they have to get switched up a little bit here and there, just because your kids are getting older and you guys have different needs um, or your, your style changed. So you decided, oh, I really like the brown woven baskets. And now I really like the clean, sleek lines of the all white or the clear or whatever. Yes, those things might change a bit. And we can talk about how to make that work for you and purchasing bins and things that you're going to put in place in a way that you can use them again in the future, right? But today we're going to talk about not specifically the little bins in place, but we're going to be talking about how to live a life of organization where you are constantly organizing on autopilot and you're not even having to take up extra brain space because mom brain is a real thing. We sometimes forget what our children's names are. We sometimes forget the name of an item that's in our hand or something we're asking somebody to go get for us. And you're just like, really? I mean, I nursed you and this is what you do to me. You empty me from brain cells. Thanks. Appreciate ya. Totally worth it. But you know, it's kind of a pain sometimes having this mom brain. And so I don't want you to feel like you have to keep so much different information in your head that has to do with organizing. I want you to just be living this organized life on autopilot and not even thinking about it. Because why? We are multitasking moms. It is in our DNA. It is what we do. We are capable of taking on more than one thing at once. So I want to quickly talk about what kinds of things that are great to do multitasking wise, and then what kinds of things maybe we just need to zone in and focus on that one thing. Then I want to talk about how we can use our multitasking super mom, superhuman skills to apply that to organizing without even having to think about it. We're just on autopilot. So I want to paint a picture, a picture of you in your car with probably more than one kid doing a lot of different things. This is something that you, if you're like me, are dealing with on the daily. Your reality is your kids are getting in the car. You maybe had a podcast on hopefully the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. There we go. Shameless plug. Maybe you are listening to a great uh, conversation that you have with a friend that you guys haven't connected in forever. And so you guys are on the phone chatting. And then we've got these cute kiddos who are bebopping over to the car and they've got their own life that they're living and everything revolves around them at that moment. So when they get in the car, what do they need? They need snacks, right? Can you leave your house and get in your car when you have kids without snacks? I have got my door, side door, stuffed with little snacks that are not going to get super gross if the temperature changes outside. So they need snacks. They need to tell you what somebody did to them at school that day, good or bad or ugly. They need to let you know that they have to go to the bathroom, that they want to listen to their favorite song on the radio. <laughs> 
So multitasking mom shows up and she's like doing all these things. You're handing these things, the snacks back to the kids. You're making sure a kid is buckled up. Otherwise you got to pull over and make a big scene outside of carpool because your kid's not getting in and buckling up like they're supposed to. I feel you. I live this life. We pull over, we make sure the kid's buckled in. When they get a little older, it gets a little bit easier. Newsflash, in case you're in that stage. It will get easier, I promise. Hang in there. Sometimes you got to ask the older one to help the younger one. And then you got to do like a gentle threat to make sure, hey guys, I'm pulling out onto the street. Hurry, get get buckled, get buckled, get buckled, right? This is, this is what I do. Do you do this? This is what I do. Okay, so then these selfish little beautiful angels in your back seat, <laughs> you're not selfish, self-centered. They're self-centered. That's okay. That's what you're supposed to be when you're nine and five years old. It's okay. So they are all about like me, me, me. So you're doing all this and you've got to safely drive them home at the same time. And all of this is going on in the car. And suddenly you realize you're sitting in your garage or you're sitting outside your house and you're like, who drove the car? How did I just get here? All of a sudden I just teleported here because you're not thinking, here comes a red light. I need to slow to a complete stop and I need to make sure I'm checking to my right and to my left before I proceed. I need to make sure I've got a green light. Um, oh, I see that person that's not using a crosswalk. They're about to dart right in front of me. No, you're not even thinking about that. Why? Because you've been experienced in this driving field for a long time. Let's just say you're a New Yorker and you're, I lived in New York for a little while, loved it loved it. And I wasn't driving all the time. I was in the backseat of a cab or on the subway. And I didn't have kids at the time, but I saw lots of moms who did. And they were multitasking still too. You're getting on the subway. You got to get that stroller on the subway. You got to hold all the kids' hands. And still they're probably asking for snacks. It's all about the snacks. All right. So no matter what your situation, whether you're driving whether you're subwaying, is that a verb? Cabinet, whatever, in your Uber, you're multitasking if you've got kids in the car. And that is okay. How do we take that amazingness and put that into an organized lifestyle? Before I tell you that, I do want to say sometimes people have made a case, and I understand it, for when multitasking can really get in the way of you staying focused and it can be dangerous in some situations. I mean, let's talk about the car example. You really do still have to make sure you are paying close attention to what's going on around you. So while you're handing back the snacks and then you're changing the radio or you're taking a phone call through your radio, because no way should you be texting while you're doing those things. You do have to make sure that you're facing the road and that you're staying in your lane and you're anticipating that people are coming toward you. Because if you're not, it's dangerous, obviously. How about if you're giving a slippery, teeny tiny little newborn a bath? So you might be in the kitchen, in the cute little sink with the baby little bathtub, and their adorable little slippery sliding bodies are, they're so little, it's hard to even hold on to those things. <laughs> those things, those, your children or babies. It is tricky. So do you need to be multitasking at that moment and trying to cook dinner at the same time that you're trying to give your little baby in the bathtub? A ba no, focus on your baby. That's dangerous. We don't need that slippery little angel going under the water. 
We don't need something happening where you drop them. Oh my gosh, I can't even think about that. Moving on, that's scary. Just like what nightmares are made of. Don't drop the baby. Okay, what else? You want to make sure that if you are going to be multitasking, that you're not halfway doing a job, right? You want to make sure you're completing it. So like, let's say you are making dinner and you got a kiddo who needs help with homework. Say, come on, sweetheart, come, you know, hop up to the table over here, hop up to the, the island, whatever situation you've got in your kitchen. And you can be bopping back and forth and you can be saying, okay, uh, you hear the words math homework. And your daughter starts saying, mom, I need to figure out what 38 divided by five rounded to the nearest tenth and then squared. And you're like, hang on, let me get the pasta going. So you put this thing in because you need to walk over to them and you got to do all these steps with them, right? Can we make math be in three simple steps? Can we do three E's for math? I don't know. I'll talk to the teachers about that. I'll get back to you on that. So that's something that you can multitask. That's safe. You know, you're still keeping your eye on the pasta and make sure it's not overflowing and working on homework. That's okay. You can do that. You are multi-talented. Meanwhile, you got the laundry going. So you hear the buzzer go off and you know, oh, you know what, honey, you keep working on what we just did. I'm going to run really quickly and throw this in the dryer and then hurry back and throw the pasta sauce on the drained pasta, right? This is just, this is the life we live. How do we take those mad mom superpower skills, multitasking queens, and put that into organizing so we're not really having to think about that? Like you're not really having to think, what is it going to take to throw the laundry in? No, you're just doing it. What is it going to take to make some pasta? I mean, even if you're following a tedious recipe, I mean, unless we're talking risotto, what? What in the world? I love risotto. Now I'm hungry. But that takes some focus. Maybe that day you don't need to be doing homework because you got to keep stirring. Got to keep stirring. Adding in more chicken stock. Okay. So with organizing on autopilot, this is something that you can get so good at that you're not having to think about it. You're not having to process all of this. And the way that you get to that point is first start with your three E's. You know, you've got your purge, your essential purge, your enhancement. You decide you're going to sell or donate those things that you've purged. Then you're going to put in the, you're going to style it. You're going to put in the proper bins, organization bins to make that space work for you best in your style. Okay. So we start with the three E's. Let's say you've done that. And in future episodes, we're going to talk about every specific area in your place. We will go through and we will talk about that, how we can apply the three E's to that, uh, how we're going to be able to simplify that and make that space look and feel like exactly what you want. But for now, I'll tell you, if you've gotten to that place and you want to keep it looking organized because you did put in that effort, no matter how simple it is, you put in some effort and energy on that area right? And so now we want to keep it looking that way. And the way you do that is you start thinking ahead. How can this get out of control fast? (laughs) Because we know it can. Uh, How about when the kids are coming in from school and they just drop their backpacks and they start taking out all their homework and then they've got arts and crafts. And then another one who's a different age decides they want to bring over their toys and start an activity. And, and then the, you know, husband's coming home from work and he's dropping his briefcase off or doing whatever. Uh, and then maybe you had started a project earlier. So you still had stuff out and all of a sudden it's time for dinner and it is a hot 
mess of a dining room table, <laughs> right? Nobody's eating. It's like TV dinner, anyone? So to not get to that place, one of the things that I talk about is when you're in the car ride home, you are prepping your kiddos for what they are about to do when they get in the door. I'll discuss the details of our coming home routine before we get into our nighttime bedtime routine. I'll let you know what that window of time looks like between getting home from school and even starting homework uh, before you are getting ready for bed. I'll tell you more specifically what that looks like, but for now, I'm just going to say you want to prep your kiddos on the front end. That is a way that you're organizing on autopilot, just like you're talking to them about their day and what happened that day and did you eat your snack and your lunch? You're saying, guys, when we walk in the door, what I would like you to do is blah, 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 right? Give them their own three simple steps. I would like you to do this, this, and this. Prioritize what's the most important. When they have that expectation, they know my job is not to go in and throw everything down and kick my shoes off and stuff all over the place. That's not what we're shooting for. So just that communication on the front end and starting that early, that's going to be helpful. Next thing, what about the clothes situation? We talked about briefly on the last episode how those kiddos grow out of their clothes so fast. This can be the same with toys. So if you're noticing that your kid is not wearing this anymore or has outgrown it, or there is a toy that they're not playing with and they have moved on and they are disinterested, or maybe it's a toy that makes you absolutely crazy. It has too many parts and you're like, you know what? We gave it the old college try. We are not going to keep this in our house any longer because it's making us crazy. That's okay. That's totally fine. Now, how do you take those things and properly get them out of their space or prep them for when you're ready to do your, your three E's and get that space organized again? For example, in the kid's closet, what you might do is something that we have. We have a little area in my daughter's closet that has the little, what do we call it? Hangy downy thing is what I want to say, but I don't think that's the right technical term. It's the thing that hangs on the rod and it has different compartments that you can slide stuff into. So she, she's got shoes and she's got socks and she's got her undies. She's got swimsuits. We have one at the top that is empty. And that is something that you can have, or perhaps you just have a, a bag, like a collapsible bag so it doesn't take up space, or you have a, a bin, a container in your closet so that as the kiddos, after you've washed them that last time they used it and it comes out of the laundry, or as you are getting ready to, to do the purge, you're just dropping that stuff down because maybe you don't have enough to do a yard sale yet and you want to collect more before you decide you're going to do a yard sale, or maybe you want to give these to a friend or your local charity and donate them. And so you want to just have an area that you can start putting those things in. So that, that way, when you are ready to do your enhancement of your sale or your donation, it's there for you. And we talked a lot about the uh, getting the bags with handles to start the purge. But if you know that you're not going to be then getting it out of your house right away because you want to collect some more things. It's okay if you're not doing that all in one day, if you're not doing all three steps in one day on that particular project. If you want to go throughout the house and you want to gather several things and then you want to have your yard sale on one Saturday morning with a lot of different things from your house, totally fine. Put some 
things in, in that particular space. So now we're talking about closet, same with the toys. Maybe you have a toy area, a playroom, or maybe like we have things, I'll tell you more about this in the future and how we've organized and styled our toys back behind our couch. So when you walk in our space, you don't see like, this is a home where kids live. You don't see that. It's a lovely space that you can walk into in the living room. And then as you get a little bit closer and you look back behind the couch, you'll see there are some bins back there that are nice neutral colors that match your space. They're not, you know, brightly colored Mickey Mouse faces. <laughs> Nothing against him. We love Mickey Mouse. Hello, Disney. But sometimes you don't really want that to be the first thing that people see when you walk in. And so uh, we have done that back behind our couch. And so there is an area back there. If there are some toys that I'm noticing the kids are not using so much anymore, that I can stick those temporarily. And then when they get home, be like, hey guys, you know what? I am noticing that you're not playing with this anymore. Is it time to give this to somebody else? And a lot of times they'll say yes, because it's stuff that they know that they're not playing with either. Or it'll be a renewed sense of love for this toy that they never play with. And then all of a sudden they start playing with it. And then it's like, ah, new toy. I don't have to get them anything else for a while. So either way, that works out. That's a win-win. So having an area in your space that you can put things. How about this? How about maybe what you don't want to do is halfway do things when you're multitasking. You want to complete a job, but you need it to be almost like in limbo for a moment until you can properly put it away. So don't just shove stuff in a drawer. If you can't properly fold it and put it in and put it in the correct place, have perhaps a little limbo area. And this for us is the staircase because it is what you, it's a little bit off to the side when you enter our house, it's a little bit off to the sides. So it's not like the first thing that you see, but it is off to the side enough. So that entryway is still clear and beautiful and welcoming. That's what your home should do. It should welcome you home. And we put shoes that need to go upstairs and be put away. We put maybe some laundry that I did where one person's stuff got put away, but the other one hasn't yet. And so we put a little stack on the stairs and we have a rule at our house that there is no wasted energy. There's no wasted opportunity. So I certainly have to say I'm better at this than the majority of people living in my home. If anyone living in my home is listening to this, feel free to work on this area. If you see something on the stairs that needs to go up, do not walk up the stairs and bypass it. Grab it. If it's something that belongs to you, that's your responsibility. If it's something that belongs to someone else and they wouldn't mind if you touch that thing, I'm speaking specifically about shoes, for example, or like a ball cap, a hat, grab it and go put it away for them. What a kind gesture. That could be their love language, acts of service. That could totally be their love language. That would make them so happy that they didn't have to bend over and pick that up because their hands were full and somebody did that for them. How nice. Yeah. So maybe you want to put a catch-all basket at your entryway. And so it might have some like easy liftable handles so that at the end of the night, you've got that catch-all basket. So you can just walk around your house before you go up to bed and put those things away where they go. Complete the job. Okay. Because multitasking can be a great thing, but if it starts to get in the way of you completing jobs fully, it isn't as beneficial as it may sound. All right. So this is a bit of a way of organizing on autopilot. I also want to paint you this little picture of 
forever ago, my mom and I got so into Food Network and I even got her an apron one year that said, you're so Food Network. This was our thing when I lived in New York we would watch cooking shows together. Sometimes we'd watch it on our own or we'd watch even at the same time while we were on the phone. And uh, we loved watching these cooking shows. And so <laughs> we would watch Rachel Ray's 30 minute meals and would laugh at how many items she could get in her arm. She would turn around backwards away from the camera and she would go to her refrigerator or she would go to her pantry and she would gather 50, 11 things in her arms and then would turn back around and her arms would be full of all of these things she needed. That was no wasted energy, no wasted opportunity there. She wasn't having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth a hundred different times. She did it once. She grabbed a whole bunch of things and she did it once. Okay. That makes for good TV too. You don't want to just watch somebody walking around the kitchen the whole time. You want them to get to the point. And so if they can front load that by grabbing all those things that they need and have them sitting there and then be able to cook all the different dishes in front of you so much better. Okay, this is what it needs to be in your home. When you're organizing on autopilot, don't miss an opportunity to take something from one space where it doesn't belong and put it in the other. Don't walk from one room to the other without something in your hands that can make you feel productive and that you are organizing your space. And you get to a place that you're doing this on autopilot, you're not even thinking about it. If you're sitting on the couch and you've been bundled up with a blanket and now it's time to get up and move to the table because it's time to eat or it's time to leave your house, don't leave the blanket there. Scoop it up in a ball. If you're super ambitious, go ahead and fold it and stick it in a basket that is in your living room that is specifically donated to pillows and blankets. Okay? Have that there. So that way, when you are walking back into your space, it doesn't immediately look disorganized because you've got a blanket that's thrown over the couch in like not a beautiful way. You know, there are some blankets that are styled to look like they're just haphazardly tossed to the side of your couch. I can never get my blankets to look like that. It's either have them folded nice and neat and on or get them to the basket back behind the couch because there's just no in between for me, but maybe you're the queen of making that blanket look effortlessly tossed there. Uh, whatever your style is, again, it doesn't matter what my house looks like. It matters what works for you and what your style is. So these are just a few of the tips and tricks that you can be putting in your house right now. I will be thinking more about opportunities in the future. Immediately, I'm getting like this bit of pantry in my mind and think, how can we organize uh, on autopilot for our pantry? And a lot of that has to do with just making sure that when you've got something out before you get ready to put it back in the pantry, double check that expiration date and make sure that think ahead. Is this going to be expired by the next time I need to use it? Or is this expiration point, expiration point, <laughs> expiration date going to be that motivational uh, little what's the word here? A little, little bit of motivation that you need to cook the remaining bits of that before it goes bad. All right. So organizing on autopilot of your pantry, for example, would just be like when you have it out, go ahead and give that a look. If you've got some leftover, is this going to expire? Because if it is, I'm either going to go ahead and toss it now. I'm going to gobble it up standing here in my kitchen. How many times have we done that? Our dinner just becomes whatever leftover crackers we had in the top of our pantry. We can do better. Come on, people, we can do better. But that is the life of a mom sometimes. I mean, do we ever even get to eat meals that are fully warm? Not all the time. How many times do you reheat your coffee in the mornings? 
if you even get it. All right. This is organizing on autopilot. It is finding ways to put things in place in our space, which will end up reflecting on our schedule because the time that you give yourself back because you've been organizing on autopilot on the daily, you're not turning around and leaving a mess behind you. You're just quickly cleaning it up because you've put these organization bins in place. You've got it there. Use it, do it, do it fully all the way. And if you can't do it all the way, put it in that basket that's in limbo, put it on your stairs, wherever. So that way you and the team effort of your family, you guys are putting things back where they belong, doing them fully, and you're not leaving things a mess behind you. I will talk further too about how mail, because it is just, it is, it is an episode in itself, the mail, the kids art. We're going to talk about that too. Those are things that definitely need to have organizing on autopilot in the back of your mind. I'll give you a brief little hint With your mail, a lot of it has to do with canceling subscriptions before they even make it in your house, tossing things before they even make their way into your house. That's super important because so much stuff comes in that we know before it even walks in our door that we don't want. So don't let it, don't even let it get into your door. All right. I hope you guys are having a great day. I would love to know, shout out to me if you have used the three E's yet. Is there something in your house that was making you crazy and you just didn't want to tackle it and then maybe heard the three E's and thought, okay, I can grab a bag with handles and do a little purge here. Okay, I can go drop this off. I don't have to do a big, huge yard sale right now. Paige said I can do it in the future. I don't have to think about it. I can just go drop it off at the local Goodwill or Salvation Army or ask the Vietnam vets to come and pick it up on their next route. You know, these things can be happening. Have you been motivated at all to go over to your local store and pick up some organization bins? Or do you have some in your house that just were overflowing and it was time to purge the bins so now they look nice and neat again? Whatever it is that's happening in your organizing world, I would love to know about it. That stuff is very exciting for me. So I hope you have a great week. And don't forget that when you put this effort in to get organized, you don't want it to be in vain. So learn to organize on autopilot. That is going to be helping you and your family. And when you walk into your home, it is going to be there to welcome you instead of make you feel stressed out. Nobody needs that. Alrighty, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mom's Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.